Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and gentlemen and ladies, and whoever you are of the anime internet, welcome. This is, as you've probably guessed because you did click on it, Anime Double Play, episode 220, coming to you live for me, definitely not for you. It is May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. I hope you've had a celebratory drink. It is a beautiful day where I am sitting, and I am happy that you are joining me for an amazing talk about anime, manga, video games, and whatever else I decide to talk about, because yes, it is only me. Uh, my brother Thomas was tired and didn't feel like it. Well, because, and I can explain, we're in a weird situation this season where Thomas is only one watching one thing. He's watching Spy X Family, and he's catching up on Kaguya-sama. So we called to record the pod, and he was like, I'm really only watching one thing, and I'm super tired from work, and I don't even have that much to say. And I was like, one, that sounds like a you problem. But two, I said, I don't want us to, if you're too tired to do it, I don't want us to put out content that's bad. We could either move it, delay it, or I did a lot of anime stuff this week that I'm ready to talk to you all about. So I was like, I could just do it myself. So then you can just sleep, I guess, because you're tired. And he agreed. So it's just me. And I hope you guys aren't disappointed. But I'm excited. I haven't had a solo bolo in a while. And I'm looking forward to speaking to you about all of the anime. Uh, so pretending that Thomas is here. How was my week? It was okay. Um, we had like a death in the family and I went to a wedding. So I felt all human emotions in about three days. <laughs> I went from, you know, angry and sad and frustrated to like crying tears of joy at my friend's wedding. I was a bridesmaid. So a lot happened, <laughs> but I'm basically fine now. So um, I think it all just kind of canceled out neutral and now I'm just existing as a normal human again. So that was my regular week. I know, thrilling. Um, I also went into the office for the first time since COVID. We're going to start going in once a week. And it was okay. I was already told there was an exposure after going in for one day. So that's going to end really well. Really excited about that. Um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's basically my regular week. I'm on my laptop because Mike is doing class in grad school class because I'm streaming after this, twitch.tv slash girl, hit me up. Um, I couldn't do Monday because I had a work thing. I usually stream on Mondays. So I'm changed, I changed it to today and I said I'd do it after the podcast and here I am doing the podcast alone. Um, my extracurriculars for the week is the topic of the week because I watched six movies. Oh, but I guess... I talked to Thomas. One of them is Bubble, the um, Araki, uh, Obata, Sawana here, Yuki collab. But I told Thomas to watch it this week because that'll be the topic of the podcast for next week because he doesn't have to, he only has to watch one thing, guys. I need this guy to watch one thing so we can do a podcast next week. So I guess I won't talk about that now. So I watched. I watched six movies. I will talk about five of them. And that will be the mainstay. Besides that, still playing Persona 4 Golden. I'm getting close to the end. And when I mean close, I mean I probably have 40 hours left, which isn't super close, but life happens. Um, I'm rereading Zatch Bell. I'm on volume two. I need to keep it up. It's cute. It's really fun going back. 
because I got really pumped when the uh, sequel got announced. I was like, man, let's go reread Zatch Bell. So I brought it from my parents' house last time I was home. And it's just nice seeing it back on the shelf where it belongs with me, its mother. But it's, it's a very silly, fun shonen. And I know it gets better, but I don't know. I feel like the opening days of any kind of shonen manga from the early 2000s are very silly. Like, Naruto starts kind of... Oh, no, Naruto starts with Zabuza. But, I mean, it also starts with the bell test, right? Where Kakashi looks like he beheads Sasuke, and um, Sasuke, uh, Naruto has, like, the sexy jutsu. The beginning of Katekyo Hitman Reborn is super silly. It's so silly, it almost, like, turned me off to it. Um, the beginning of Bleach is kind of just like, let's get our crew! Same thing with One Piece. So seeing kind of the revisiting same with Yu Yu Hakusho let's get our team so revisiting the silly shenanigans of early 2000s opening shonen is very fun because if you think about shonen now um I guess you could say My Hero Academia has kind of a silly fun start but like Jujutsu Kaisen's pretty serious from the start Demon Slayer is pretty serious from the start um what other popular shonen shows are there? I mean, Dr. Stone's silly the entire time. <laughs> it's just, it's just silly. But I digress. So I'm really enjoying the Zatch Bell reread. Again, I've only read volume one. I'm on volume two. We just met our boy Brago. I'm talking about Zatch Bell like anyone besides my brother and I read Zatch Bell. But if you did read Zatch Bell, I would love a new friend. Hit me up in the Discord, and if you're not a part of the Discord and you're listening, if you go to AnimeDoublePlay.com, you can click the Discord button, and you'll get an invite. And then you can talk to me about Zatch Bell. That would be very fun. <laughs> but I digress. I think that's it for extracurriculars. Let's get into the weeklies. Let me just pull up my little note. Yeah. Ah, uh, and I never get to talk about this because... Thomas isn't reading it, but I have a list on my phone of all weeklies, and I check them off whenever I watch it. And then when I talk about it on the podcast, I uncheck it, so I know I have to watch another episode this week, and that it was already discussed for your beautiful listening ears. But because it's not on the Shonen Jump app, I'm, I also have Dan to Dan on my weeklies list, but I just always uncheck it because I can't talk about it with Thomas, because we're anime double play, no matter how much we want to be manga double, double play. And he's not reading it, so I can't talk about it anyway. Boy, dude's not here, so I can. Dan to Dan is good. This chapter was cute. She's working at the maid cafe, and he walks her home. It's adorable. And I know you're thinking, is that a shoujo? It's not. It's actually a weird, crazy, awesome shonen series. Talk about a show being silly. This, this series is silly all the way through. There's aliens, there's ghosts, there's supernatural kinet like telekinesis stuff. It's like if Mob Psycho met Yu Yu Hakusho, but they were on crack cocaine. Like it's, but it's good. It's good. The art's really good. If this ever gets adapted into an anime, which I hope it does, I hope a good studio gets it because a lot of the... Um, two page shots like when a, when the artwork goes over both pages and not just one like the landscapes are great the characters are really interesting I think the character design's really good it's not like every character looks like each other the main girl has very distinct hair 
the main guy looks different. It's not the same face copied over and over again. Um, I highly recommend it. Dan to Dan. You can read it on viz.com um, for free? Question mark? I don't know. I pay for the app, so and it's attached to my account, so I can read it because I pay. But it's the best $2 I spend every month. I'm on that show and jump app basically every day. So yeah, um, not a sponsor. And now we will get into the weeklies. I am going to talk about these in the order I watched them. So 20 minutes ago, I watched the new Day I'm On episode. And when I was talking to Thomas about it before, he said, I thought you dropped it. I was thinking about it. I did not, I was not in love with last week's episode. This week's episode, I was totally fine with. It's cute. It's a nice heartwarming family drama thing. The opening uh, bit was really funny. It's with Itsuka and she's going um, shopping with Kanoko and she runs into Nagumu's ex um, Mitsuru, which that whole thing is still really weird. Um, but they all hang out and it's the ex-girlfriend and the girl that has a crush on him now. And there's this weird power struggle going on. And poor little 10-year-old Itsuka is just freaked out and nervous the whole time. And that was super cute. Um, but I think the best part of the episode was the second half with the grandma coming back for the grandfather's memorial. I think the relationship Nagomu has with his grandfather is really cool. And I hope it gets ex um, explored more solely because, guys, I finally get to talk about this. This is so great. Um, he worked in his parents' sweet, his family's sweet shop all through elementary school, middle school, whatever. And then when his grandfather died and he really looked up to his grandfather as a patissari, he felt really disconnected from the art and kind of left after high school, went to Tokyo, joined a band, couldn't see himself making sweets without his grandfather there, and then kind of gets forced to come home and relearn the trade in order to have something to do because his band breaks up and he has nowhere else to go. And he has to kind of face the fact that, yeah, your grandpa used to live here. Your grandpa used to do that. And now someone else is doing it now. And he's having, he's struggling with those instances. It's not very explored in the show, but I wish it was because, I mean, obviously I'm talking about it for a very long time. It is something that I think is a cool dynamic. But this episode, his grandmother comes back and is training him the way that her husband was trained. And you can kind of see he he's like having dreams about his grandfather and his grandfather's cheering him on and he's getting he there's one point in the episode where he almost cries like he's getting emotional about it and I think that's a good thing for healing and character development and anime so Dayamon should do more of that and less of what it did last week like let's go to the pool and swim and that's yay like let's Give me my drama. Give me my meat. So I'm enjoying it. It's cute. It's really cute. And the good news is, I think the ex-girlfriend still likes Nagomu, and the new girl still likes Nagomu, so he definitely can't date his daughter. He's got two options. There's no way he's going to date his daughter, right? I think we're in the clear. I really hope we're in the clear, because that would be sad. Next up... Oh, I watched your boy Kon Ming today, which I could barely get through because I was like watching it through slitted fingers because it's a really, it was good. It was good. The show's too good. This, the premise of this show, why isn't Thomas watching Kon Ming? I'm going to text him and tell him to catch up on that too. 
the premise of this show is too stupid for this show to be this good. Like, he's in a rap battle with basically Ishigami from Kaguya-sama, who is my favorite character. So now this rapper dude, uh, Kabe Taijin, is also my favorite character. And it's weird. I feel like I'm spoiled. The first major, major, major time I saw rap in anime was Devil Man Crybaby. I feel like you can't beat Devil May Crybaby's rap. Like, you can't. So every time I see a rap in anime, I'm like, yeah, but it's not Devil Man Crybaby's rap. Like, it's not as good as the butterfly guy in the garden at the school. Oh, that's such a great moment. But I digress. The rapping was still good. The Konming rapping was just a lot. It was really good. It was funny. It was, it was hysterical. I, was, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was in awe of how strange this episode was, but in a good way because eventually we help Kabe overcome his trauma and he's going to be our rapper, question mark. I don't really know what that means because I think um, Eiko is kind of more of like a pop. Pop, almost like EDM. Yeah, house music, pop, EDM kind of thing. And I don't really know where rap folds into that unless they kind of change their genre a little bit. However, though, I do not listen to pop, EDM, house, or rap music, so it could just be ignorance on my side. If they ever start rapping in a Coheed and Cambria song, I will let you know, but as of right now, I'm in the clear, so we will just have to see. But it was a good episode. It was really fun. I'm really happy that this kid's going to be okay. <laughs> I just want everyone in the show to be okay. I'm still struggling with the fact that everyone knows everything about the Three Kingdoms, in this universe about China's three kingdoms, so much so that like, well, how old's this kid, 18, 19, that this kid could rap about it pretty like on the fly. I don't think a 19 year old kid, the average 19 year old Japanese kid would be able to just come up with facts about the three kingdoms, but I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. It gets more difficult every week, but I am willing to suspend my disbelief. Next up, what did I watch? A couple of cuckoos, which I did not explain that well to Thomas last week, but it was fun. I had to re-listen to it when I was editing the podcast, and I could feel myself losing brain cells over how I was describing that show. If anyone wants an actual summary of it, again, message me in the Discord. But basically, it's about... Well, no, I'm not going to tell you. This episode was good. This is the part of the the manga. Remember, I read um, the first 15-ish question mark chapters of the manga that I liked. She goes, she, oh, God, what are their names? Erika Amino and Nagi Umino. Pulled that out of my butt. I promise I didn't even look. I paused to burp. I did not pause to check anything. Um... She wants to get closer to her parents, her real parents, because she's not feeling love from her adopted rich parents. So they're like bonding over that. They're starting to understand each other more. It's a, it's a cute little drama. It's not, it's not Kids on the Slope. It's not Anohana. It, it's just fun, and it's, it's going to be okay. I'm worried for the haremness of it that, again, the opening is advertising, especially with the sister. But again, I'm going to remain Barakamande. I'm on hopeful that there won't be any incest or slight incest in my animu this year. But who am I to say? 
good episode, cute. I hope it works out. I mean, they're probably going to end up together. I was telling Thomas when I talked to him earlier, and this isn't meant to be an insult to the show. The show is reminding me of Koito Uso, uh, Love and Lies, that came out a couple years ago. Thomas and I were really into it until the end, and then the end was really bad. <laughs> Full stop. But, and then when I told Thomas that, he was like, no way am I watching that then if it's reminding you of Koito Uso, but it's reminding me of Koito Uso in the ways that I enjoyed that show. Um, I guess kind of, not even the love triangle aspects, but the characters, how they're interacting with each other. Um, the emotional beats, I think, are very similar. So if you are into that show, you should give this show a try. And if not, you know, that's totally okay. You could do whatever you want. It's anime. It's not the end of the world. Anime is supposed to be fun and not stressful. I'm going to click here. Okay, what did I watch next? What happened in Kaguya-sama? The issue I'm having with Kaguya-sama, and it's not, let me go on Crunchyroll, it's not an issue with Kaguya-sama. I watched all of it in four days. So everything's just blending together in my brain. I watched the new episode. Was it the episode where um, the girl had her ear, ear, um, earbuds unplugged? <laughs> and uh, he, oh, oh, gosh, guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember. Let me just fast forward through. Is it that one when her earplug, her earbuds are undone and Ishigami tries to take a fall? Oh, no. Got it. Got it. Ishigami is crushing on the girl from the cheer squad. Yes. And we're going to try and make that happen. And he tries to get into the top 50, but it doesn't work. And he's only in like the top 150. And Kaki is rooting for him. And it's all this stuff. Man, I love that character. I think he's great. Sometimes I wish the show was just about him. Oh, and do they play the 100 yen coin game? Oh, and then they have the sleepover. Got it. This is literally me fast forwarding through the episode. The 100 yen coin game was not this time around. Got it. It was the Ishigami stuff. And then the sleepover. That was it. Again, good episode. I like Kaguya-sama. I just watched so much of it all at once. That it's a little hard to track. I love Ishigami. I don't think he's going to get this girl. But I think she's going to let him down easy. And he's going to be better for it. But I just, I just want that dude to be happy. So send him good vibes, fam. The man needs good vibes. Then I watch Shikimori. Which is not good. It's not great. What happened? She, they play volleyball. And that's it. It's just a bummer. And I said this last time. Oh, my um, backup recording stopped working. Let's hope I don't lose any of this audio. Um, what was I going to say? I feel like it's the pacing. I feel like Shikimori, and it's not in the manga. I feel like it should be a four coma or just like short little like Sude Dure children, just like unrelated little snippets. I feel like they shouldn't be trying to paint this big story. 
because there's nothing happening. If it was just like, oh, here's a little event and then it ends and oh, that's cute. I feel like it would be more effective as a shorter formed series. I felt the same way with Hori Mia too. I thought, I think Hori Mia, oh, yeah, I think Hori Mia was better than this. As I contemplate, I think Hori Mia has a more interesting cast, but I read Hori Mia so long ago and I'm reading Shikimori right now. So I can't, it's too hard to say. The point is Shikimori is kind of boring. And I think we were talking about in the discord where um, someone said, excuse, uh, I apologize, I don't remember who, it's because the relationship is already established as opposed to being in progress and watching them go into the relationship. And I don't think that's 100% it because I'm reading the manga and the manga's good and I'm interested. It was a little slow at the start, but then it picked up and the school trip arc in Shikimori is really good. And the last arc that just happened was with Ina. No one knows this except Murph, who doesn't listen to the podcast, I don't think, is really good. Like, not really good, not like 8 out of 10, but it's just good shoujo slice of life drama stuff. But I don't know if we're ever going to get there. I mean, this season, we're obviously, you guys don't know what I'm saying. We're going to deal with the Kamiya stuff. And I don't know, Izumi's just kind of annoying me. I feel like we're not spending enough time on anyone to really get to know them. We haven't spent enough time with Izumi and Shikimori. We haven't spent enough time with the best character, Inuzuka. We haven't spent enough time with um, Neko. It's not Nekozawa. That's the team from Haikyuu. Neko, whoever, and Hachimatsu, who's hilarious. We just ha we're, we're too, like, sp uh, we're, too, we're spread out too thin. They need to grab something, focus on it, get us attached and then get us attached to someone else. But all these little quick hits isn't happening. I feel like it would be better as a short form thing. I'm still going to watch it because I like the manga and I want to support it. If it gets too bad though, I'm totally willing to stop. So we'll see. Uh, let me just get back to my list and then Spy X Family. No one makes Anya cry. How dare they? Good episode. It was good. It was fun. Uh, the cow thing is so stupid. All the changes of clothes. I think Anya is very well voice acted in the ja Well, I'm watching it in Japanese, shock. In the sub. She's great. The, this person, whoever this is, uh, I would look it up, but I'm on my laptop and my laptop's really old and I don't want it to crap out on me and lose my audio while I'm doing this. Um, it's hard to do a little girl and not be Frederica and not be piercing and annoying and frustrating and sad, at least in my experience of anime. Anya is voice acted really well. It's convincing. She sounds like a kid, but she's, it's not ear piercing. She's doing a very good job. She's, she's selling it. I mean, Anya is the best part of Spy X Family. Anya and Bond, who we're going to get to, but not only is Anya a great character, she's a great active character. I think she's totally selling it. And I will look up who that is later. They are doing a phenomenal job. Everyone is really. Um, they save that kid in the gutter. LOL. Elegant. Their elegance 
And someone needs to fire Mr. Swan, because how the hell could you get away with saying that to a child who is probably lying about being six? She's probably five or younger. I doubt she's four. She's probably five. But man, oh man, poor Anya. And it makes me wonder about her actual mother, because she says mama, and she starts to cry. And then the bitch goes, oh, I guess you really did like your first mom, your real mom. Like, yeah, Lloyd, punch that boy in the face. It was frustrating, but in a good way, because they're a closer family for it, and they're all realizing that they all care about each other, and it's going to make a wonderful, happy show with a lot of interesting and fun things. So keep watching Spy X Family. I, do not, I still do not think it is the best thing since sliced bread, but it is probably, I mean, it, it is one of the best shows I'm watching currently this season. Is it the best show? I don't know. I'm bad of objectively objectively making those kinds of comments. Is it my favorite show I'm watching this season? See, guys, I don't even need Thomas here. I can ask the questions myself. Is it my favorite show? Kunming is really funny. <laughs> is Kunming my favorite show, though? I don't think so. I don't need a favorite. I don't need to pick a favorite kid. I could just enjoy all of it. So that's the plan. Um, another show I just want to shout out is um, Love After World Domination. I'm not watching it, but I started reading the manga about three weeks ago because Murph recommended it to me, Shankopotamus. And then I saw episode four of the anime came out. I was like, that's the weirdest coincidence of all time. And I just flipped through the first episode and it was basically panel for panel, the manga. So I'm not going to watch it just because I literally... just read it like two weeks ago so it wouldn't even I haven't even forgotten anything like I could probably just start on episode five and know what the hell's going on um it's not great it's not you know it's not like a standout but it's a cute really funny show it's about um I'm gonna use terms we all understand it's about um the head the head of an evil gang and the leader of the power rangers they fall in love and they um, they go on dates whenever the good guys and bad guys are fighting. So it's like Fudo-san, he's the red Power Ranger. And then Desumi-chan is the head of this evil unit. She's called like the Death Queen or something. But they're super cute and they fall in love. And then it's them balancing their jobs, which are fighting each other, but also spending time together. It's very silly, but it's, it's actually, it's funny it's good. The fan service is, it, it's good. The fan service is fine. She's got a great rack. Um, it's cute. So can I recommend the anime? No, I haven't seen it. Can I recommend the franchise? Yeah, it's funny. Give the anime a go if you're interested or start reading the manga like me. And now we can jump into the topic of the week. I should have poured some water and gave it to myself because I've been talking for 27 minutes. Let me get a quick glass of water. Hello, humans. I am back. Isn't that easy and fun? I can just do that. (laughs) I could just stop whenever I want, do whatever, and come back. That probably felt like no time to you. And honestly, it was probably only 45 seconds to a minute. I just got some water and came back. But okay, so we're going to talk some movies. I hope you guys are excited to talk some movies. The first movie I'm not going to talk about, it's Bubble. Um, I'm going to wait till Thomas watches it, 
I do have to say, I felt like I was having a mental breakdown watching it. <laughs> it was, I won't say a lot about it. I went in totally blind. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't want to. I just wanted to go in. I did not expect it to be about what it was about. And the it just doesn't, it's fun. It's a good ride. It's The visuals are stellar. The music is great. It's kind of like Guilty Crown in that way, where everything's stellar except the plot. I have no idea what happened. I have no idea. The end, Mike and I watched it, and we kind of just looked at each other and then walked up to bed in silence and went to sleep. Like, we didn't even talk about it because there wasn't anything to say. Like, what the hell was it? So you, you guys have a week to watch it if you haven't watched it already, so you can listen to the podcast next week. And I know that was the greatest advertisement for anything you've ever heard. Um, I digress. So Friday, um, I got some news about that person who has since passed away. And I was very sad. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to work. I'm going to watch a movie. <laughs> so that is why I watched so many movies this week. Um, on Friday, I watched Jose the Tiger and the Fish. And shout out to El Sam in the Discord, um, a friend of ours from D Island, for uh, putting it, making it available to me because I did really want to see it when it aired, but it was like when it played in uh, North American theaters, but it was still a little too COVID-y for me. So I didn't end up going. I also don't think it was local. I feel like I had to drive at least an hour to get there. I broke my COVID movie theater um, fasting for the Violet Evergarden movie, which I also feel is the way it should have been because that was great. But uh, Jose and the Jose the Tiger and the Fish. I'm going to get into like minor, sp- I'm, I'm just going to talk about the movie. It'll probably be spoilery, but you, I mean, you know what's going to happen in that movie as you're watching it, which is my biggest, like, not issue. I'm going to talk about it, but it was so cute. It was so cute. It was so fun. I really loved it. it it's like, I objectively, I know it's itch- issues, but subjectively, I loved it. Like, it looked really great. Um, Eve did the music, all the insert songs. It was really good. The animation was good. Um, I really liked the characters. I did watch it in English because, again, I wasn't really in the mood to have to try to do anything. So I watched, I didn't want to read subtitles. Um, I felt like Tsuneo, who's the main character, and I'll get into it, um, in English could have been acted more strongly. But I'm watching a lot of clips now in Japanese. And he's acted strongly in the Japanese version. So I'm thinking of maybe rewatching it subbed just so I can see if there's a real major difference. But it was really cute. So it's about this. Um, and it's also about adults, guys. We've been talking forever about how we want anime about not high schoolers. Well, let me tell you, there's Jose, there's a tiger, and there's a fish. And I think this will work out for you. Um, this is about Suneo, who's a 22-year-old college student who is really into fish. I know I'm grabbing you right away. He's really into fish. He works at a diving shop. He's in uh, college for some sort of marine biology. And he's working a lot of these part-time jobs because he wants to study abroad in Mexico to study this specific kind of fish that is only in those waters. So I know, one hell of a motive, but we're going to go with it. He's walking home from work one day and he hears someone screaming. So he goes and looks and it's this wheelchair 
plummeting down an alleyway at him with a girl in it. And he like, the girl falls out and he like grabs her, make sure, make sure she's okay. Her name is Kumiko. And somebody had, while her grandmother walked away for a second, took her wheelchair and pushed her as like a bullying disabled people, which is something just like PSA, do not bully disabled people. Do not bully anyone. Never do that, ever. That's horrible. So, but that's how they meet Kumiko and uh, Tsuneo. Tsuneo walks her and her grandmother home. Uh, you find out that uh, Kumiko is, was born paralyzed. Um, and I'm going to get into certain things about that a little later. Was born paralyzed and that they only go out for walks late at night because people push her and make fun of her and like bully them during the day, which is absolutely unreal. Um, and then they're talking and the grandma says, Hey, I want to like have a life. You said you need a job. Do you want to watch Kumiko for me while I go out like every day for a couple hours so I can go out and do stuff? And Tunio agrees and gets hired to be uh, Kumiko's caretaker and then just to um, clarify, Kumiko is paralyzed from the waist down. She has control of her arms. So um, it starts out a little rocky, as you would guess, but then, guess, but then they become friends. And it really changes when um, Kumiko tries to run away. And Tsuneo takes her to the ocean and she gets to taste the water for the first time. That's a really great scene. And it's the scene that was in all the trailers. And then you find out that uh, Kumiko loves to read. She's obsessed with this author called Francois Sagan. And she asks for Suneo not to call her by her name because she does not feel connected to that. She doesn't feel connected to her body. You know, she, she has goals and she has dreams and she can't reach them because of this disability that she has. And she wants to be a different person when she's around him because with him she can actually do things. I didn't realize this metaphor until I just started talking about it. It's super great. And uh, she asks him to call her Josie, which is the main character of the book she loves. So there's your Josie. There's your Josie. You know where the fish are. The tiger is society. So Josie's like, man, I, can, I feel like I can face the beasts of the world when I'm with you. I feel stronger by your side. And they actually go to the zoo, and she stares at a tiger. She's like, I wouldn't have been able to do this before, the fiercest animal in the world. I can conquer the tigers. I can go out there. So there's the title, Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish. Uh, Josie Totora to Sakana Tachi is the Japanese name. So that's cool. And it's about their relationship. Um, it develops. There's some issues that happen. I won't spoil the whole thing. But it was a really cute, good movie. It does get sad. And I was surprised it was getting sad because I was watching it as a sad person. And I was like, this can't be happening. But it turns around and it's, it's a Hallmark movie. It's so sweet. It's bubbly. The characters feel real. Um, it's not like a guy taking advantage of a disabled person. I think they really make Josie her own character with her own goals. And they illustrate to the audience that Suneo is with her because he respects her as a person and all that jazz. It was, it was really well done. I thought it was really cute. The only, like, I was thinking about giving it an eight because I really liked it and I really needed it in my life at that moment. But, like, it didn't do anything new or interesting. It's just, it's exactly what you expect it to be. It's not, like, outstanding. So that's hard because I really liked it. I saw something on YouTube. It was like, this movie is better than a silent voice. That is not true. 
do not believe the hype. The silent voice is better, but oh, excuse me, I made udon for dinner tonight, and um, I'm tasting it again, if you know what I mean. Um, I really liked it. It was really great. So then after I watched it, I was looking up things about it on YouTube, all this stuff, and then I saw there's a 2003 live-action version of Josie the Tiger and the Fish. So I watched it, and it is, so that's the third movie. I watched Bubble, I watched Josie anime, and I watched Josie live action. And dudes, it is not cute. It is not happy. That was a sad-ass movie. I watched that getting ready for my friend's wedding. I was like, what am I doing? Again, I felt the entire spectrum of human emotions last weekend. <laughs> um, that movie is very different than the Josie that we know. It is not, I mean... They do, like, get into a romantic relationship, but it, the end's totally different. And, uh, like, they have sex, like, a lot. It's weird. And it's just different. It wasn't different in a bad way. It's, it was actually interesting to watch. It's very... The way it was shot was very typical of, like, early 2000s Japanese films. Just like the live-action adaptations I've seen from that time. It looked familiar just because I've seen those kinds of movies before. So it was kind of cool going back to that. But the premise is weird. So one thing I wanted to say in comparison is I was trying not to totally mention this before. Um, you don't really find out how she gets paralyzed. I read the manga after I watched the movie, and the manga is just uh, blow for blow the movie. It's not um, based off it or anything. And in the manga, the grandma says that Josie was born paralyzed, and that's it. And in the live-action movie... The grandma says that she was born with cerebral palsy. I am talking too much. I'm going to take a quick sip of water. Thank you. So, yeah. So, trying to figure out what happened there. But it's a sad movie, and it's different. And then I got stressed out. I was like, okay, so what actually happens? These are adaptations. Where is the, what is the source material? What is the real ending? Because that's just the kind of person I am. I need to know what the hell happens in these things. So I looked it up. Uh, Jose to Tora to Sakana Tachi is based off a 1984 short story of the same name. Not a manga, not an anime, not a light novel. It was in um, Seiko Tanabe's short story anthology called Josie the Tiger and the Fish. It was, that was the title for the short story anthology. So now I need to find this short story. Apparently it starts with Suneo and Josie being married. So they must get together in the end because I'll just spoil it for you. They get together in the anime. They break up bad. They break up weird in the live action movie. The live action movie is just very somber and kind of dark and a little weird and like how Suneo respects and understands Josie as a person in the anime movie. I do not 100% get that vibe from the live action movie, which made me a little uncomfortable, especially because they have sex and it's like, eh, <laughs> eh, what are you doing? Um, and he's also not into fish. He works as a, at a mahjong parlor in the live action where the dude's really into fish in the anime movie. I don't know what to say. So there were differences that were interesting, but just for like my brain, I need to find the short story, but I can't find it online. And 
They're republishing the story, short story. Blah, 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 blah. They're republishing the short story anthology because of the popularity of the movie, the anime movie. But it's twenty bucks for the hardcover, and I kind of just want to like not buy the whole thing. I just want that one. So I actually looked it up on my public library's website today. They don't have it there. So if anyone has a link. So I can get my answer of whether this is a good, a happy, good relationship for everyone or not. Let me know. Uh, but yeah, so that's half the movies I watched. Watch Josie the anime. It won't surprise you, but it doesn't have to. It takes you on a wonderful ride. Don't watch the, I mean, watch the live action if you're interested, but don't watch it. <laughs> and then apparently there's a two, the, there's a 2020 remake of this story. It's a Korean movie called Josie, which I heard ends very it's an adaptation of the 2003 movie so that's also sad as hell so um i did look today though that's not i'm not able to watch that movie so that's good so now i can't watch it and i won't torture myself but watch the anime movie it's really cute i i highly re i legit highly recommend it i thought it was wonderful I, I was watching clips from it today like i want the movie to keep going because it ends you know and it's happy but i want to to see the rest of their lives. I want to know more of their hardships. I want to see what they go through. I want to see their good times and their bad times. And I wish, I mean, that's what you want from a movie, right? You want to watch, walk out of a movie wishing there were more. So I wish there was more. There won't be, but it was very sweet and nice. Maybe I will give it an eight. I'll see. I could always go back. And then three more movies. These will be quick. I watched uh, three Inuyasha movies yesterday because I got more bad news linked to the Friday news. <laughs> so I watched all, I, I was saying in the Discord, I watched all three Inuyasha movies. Why did I say that? There's way more than three, uh, but I watched the first three. I watched the, the 2001, 2002, and 2003. They were good. Do I know their names? No. Can I talk about them generally? Yeah. The first one, I really liked. And when I re say I really like it, I mean it's like a six. Because it's, it's like me, really like with Inuyasha means, eh, it was fine. Um, it just felt like a long, it just felt like you were watching an arc of the anime. It didn't feel like a movie, which I think is a compliment for it. I really, it was just like, oh, here's this bad guy. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Swish. It was just fun. It was Inuyasha. And I read all of Inuyasha two years ago, question mark. And Inuyasha's good. It's sad because it's good, but it could have been really good if it just tightened itself up and did it, like, if it was just a tighter story, it would be, like, very, very good. Because it's, like, it's kind of sexy. It has a lot of crazy gore that you wouldn't expect. The Characters are really fleshed out and multidimensional and interesting, but it, it keeps doing the same jokes and it keeps hitting the same story beats. And if they just took out all the redundancy and just gave you like pure, straight form Inuyasha, it would be great. It would be really good. But instead, we, we have Inuyasha. So it was nice like getting the warm up for my movie marathon, getting a taste again of the Inuyasha goodness. Um, the second movie was probably my favorite. Oh, I'm confusing them in my head. No, here, I have to look it up. I remember, I know I didn't love the third one, but I think that's just, be I, 
I couldn't tell. I thought it was, oh, yes, yes. Okay, I got it, I got it. I didn't even have to look it up. I'm back. The third one is about Seshomaru and Inuyasha's father's last sword that some guy finds, and they have to defeat the guy with the sword, combining the power of the other two swords, which Seshomaru and Inuyasha don't hang out. So that was a whole thing. Um, I like the second movie the best because I thought the third movie was too long. It was like a half hour too long. It was just like, just kill the dude. Just go kill the dude. I thought the second movie was actually good. I really liked the second movie. One, it felt like a movie. It didn't feel like a long episode, which I mean, sometimes is a good thing. Um, it had my favorite character in it, Kohaku. However, I was watching these in English and he was very badly voiced. I was very disappointed because I really like Kohaku and he just, the, the person did not try, <laughs> but that's okay. I thought the story was really interesting. Um, they kill Naraku and like they kill Naraku, Naraku, Naraku loses his wind tunnel, like dude's gone and things are great. But then it's a whole, um, retelling of the Kaguya moon princess story, which was kind of whatever, but she's the big bad guy. And then you find out that Naraku wasn't actually dead, which is like, duh, because he's the big bad guy from the show. Um, he was just hiding to bring Kaguya out of hiding so they could fight. But um, the every movie has a struggle or conflict or romance thing between Inuyasha and Kagome. And I thought the second movie had the best one. It, they, they were just so cute. And they kissed. And I loved it. Like, it was, it was gooey, gooey goodness. And I liked that Kohaku was in it, and the battles were really good. And it was Kohaku was in it, which was good, because then Sango got a lot of time, and Moroku was there. Like, I felt like it was a very well-balanced, very... When I say very good, again, this is like Inuyasha good. I thought it was a really good movie. Really good Inuyasha movie. There's the qualifier. The third one I just thought was kind of boring. Um... It started out okay, but I was also jaded from watching two other Inuyasha movies that day. But I'm definitely not going to rewatch it. Um, and it also, the third movie, I felt, ended really abruptly. It was just like, oh, we beat him, okay, bye. And then it was over. Like, the other ones had some cool-down time, which I feel is important. And then, but I watched all these on Netflix, and I watched them all, and I was like, good, I watched all the Netflix Inuyasha movies and then I saw there's a fourth one that's on Netflix and I couldn't one I mean I watched three hour 40 minute movies so I was at, like the day was over and two I could not bring myself to do it water break one second it was just too much Inuyasha but it was a nice return Again, so I guess the moral of the story is I watched six movies this week. Watch Bubble. You probably won't watch it, but watch it anyway. <laughs> oh, watch Bubble. You probably won't like it, but watch it anyway because you should watch it. Um, watch Josie, the tiger, and the fish. Watch the anime version. Don't watch the 2003 live action unless you want to be sad. And then if I had to recommend one of the three Inuyasha movies, I would definitely recommend the second one, which I can give you the name because I ranked them all on my mouth. Uh, let's see. Because that one was actually like, I was actually happy I watched that one. It was good. 
the second movie, Kagami no Naka no Mugenjo, which is not helpful if you're watching it on Netflix because the name on Netflix is in English. Oh, uh, the castle beyond the looking glass. There we go. That's from uh, fall 2000. Uh, it aired December 21st, 2002. That is, as of right now, the best Inuyasha movie. Yeah. Watch that one. It has a 7.6 on Mal. Hell yeah. I wonder what the third one has. The third one has a 7.8. That's fake news. And the first one has loading a 7.5. So they're all, they're all about the same in quality. But I like the second one the best. So definitely watch that one. Um, and yeah, that's it. I talked for 48 minutes straight. I think that's pretty good. I hope that was good, I guess. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I like those movies, so watch them. And, um, oh, yeah, and you have to watch Bubble because we're going to talk about it next week if Thomas decides to do his homework. So we'll see. And then he told me there's another poker tournament coming up, so I'll be looking for hosts. Sigh. If only the priorities were in order, but it's all good. Guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching anime. Thank you for being a part of our super fun, awesome anime community. It's something I'm really proud of, and I'm really happy that it's worked out this way, and I'm really happy to have met all of you and get to talk about anime all the time. So thank you all so much. This is Anime Double Play, hosted by your favorite weekly anime twin, single because it's just me well thank you for listening to anime single play your host mary um yeah we'll talk next week it'll be good the next i can do next week the week after mike graduates from grad school yay and then the week after that i have the uh, my company's running the corporate 5k so we'll probably be doing it on different days the last two weeks of may but next week we should be on time, on schedule, and ready to talk about some bubbles. So um, we'll love to hear you guys talk about that in the Discord when we get to it. And um, let me know what some of your favorite anime movies are in the Discord. That'll be fun. Is Josie one of my favorite anime movies? Probably not, but I really liked it. And it doesn't have to be your favorite for you to really like it a lot, right? Right. So, all right, guys, have a great rest of your week. Look forward to talking to you soon, and thank you so much again. Bye!